Robert McGill's novel Once We Had a Country explores an important year in North American history, 1972, the Vietnam War era. Now, many Canadians may remember it as the year of the Canada-Russia Summit series as well. In the book, Maggie Dunn is escaping her life in the U.S., moving to the Niagara region with her unreliable boyfriend and friends who are also escaping the Vietnam draft. They want to start a commune on a farm, but it doesn't turn out as ideally as they expected. Robert, the author, joins me on the line now. Hi, Robert. Hi there. How are you? Good. So 1972 was a big year. What about it drew you in to write this book? Yeah, 1972 was a big year, both in Canada and the United States. Uh, there were presidential elections, uh, federal election in Canada, uh, the summit series year, the year of uh, the Munich Olympics. It was the last manned uh, trip to the moon. So there are a lot of things going on, and it's just, it felt like the closing of a particular era, looking back on it. Uh, I'm not sure people experienced it at the time, but uh, those five years previous to 1972 were just enormous years in Canadian history, starting with uh, the Centennial in 67 and Expo 67, Trudeau Mania in 68, uh, and then all the things that were going on uh, south of the border as well. Uh, so I wanted to go back to that time and to the closing of it and think about what that period had meant for, for Canada. And for sort of everyday, like Canadians, their everyday lives. I mean, obviously it was a gradual change, but how do you think it, it changed eventually the everyday life of the average Canadian? I think what's remarkable about it is at the time, people really had a sense that Canada was under threat, maybe doomed, maybe had never even been a country in the first place. Uh, the big uh, book of the time was called Lament for a Nation. Uh, but in retrospect, looking back on it, it was a time of great flourishing for Canada, uh, a time when a lot of uh, things we now think of as distinctively Canadian uh, became common knowledge or became popularized or were taken to heart. Things about Canada as a more liberal alternative to the United States, as a peacekeeping nation, as a nation with a strong welfare system. Uh, so it's an exciting time, uh, I think, looking back in Canadian history. You must have talked to your parents about their experience at the time. What have they told you about the early 70s? Yeah, my parents actually went to university between 1968 and 72. Mm. So I think it was part of my interest in this time. Here, my parents were part of this generation that came of age at the same time that contemporary Canada was coming of age. And I'd always thought they had, uh, they'd kind of missed the experience insofar as they were uh, at university with their heads down and weren't weren't hippies and were mm -hmm. busy doing their phys ed degrees. But then I started talking with them about it, and I found out things like um, the fact that uh, they were in Montreal for the October crisis in 1970 at the same time that, you know, there were tanks out on the street there where my parents were uh, uh, in the city as well. So they had more experience of, of things than I'd realized. I, th I think wanting to go back and think about people who maybe on the periphery of things uh, but still experiencing them was, was part of the draw of writing this book. Now, when writing this book and doing the research and uh, talking to your parents, is there anything about it that makes you nostalgic, sort of through your parents, where you think, oh, I wish it was still like this today? It does. There's just so much optimism amongst people at the time. Uh, a real sense of, about, amongst young people in particular that uh, they could change the world, they could change the world uh, out in public by protesting and radicalizing, but also just in their private lives and the ways they were uh, going about their relations 
with other people and their 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 day to day routines. Um, and I think nowadays, you know, I I I teach as well, so I'm in, I'm encountering young people, and I still see that that optimism and passion and drive. But I'm not sure they feel they have the same kinds of uh, ability to change the world that people really d- felt they had at that time. Robert, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. It's great talking with you.